Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to First Nations and Last Nations. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, Patriots, and today is Wednesday, June 14th in the year 2023. Appreciate you adjusting schedule tonight. I just got back about an hour and a half ago, grabbed a quick bite of dinner from Yuba City, which I was there for the last couple of days, kind of getting the last of the pieces of Bards Fest wrapped up and then getting caught up on a few things before I headed home. So great time, an amazing festival, obviously. And now we got to dig into the reality of this war, which is continuing to build and grow in intensity, which is something we have to be conscious of at all times. Patriots, one thing that's absolutely for certain is right now there's an enormous amount of stress in our lives. And so you need to do all you can to keep your immune system up and boosted. One of the best things you can do is use a whole food product that will ensure that you're getting God's full bounty to help boost your immune system naturally. That's why we have Field of Greens. Patriots, our greatest health is achieved when we rely on God's bounty to support our whole body health. Field of Greens is a whole food supplement that empowers our mind, body, and spirit as we were designed. Each specific fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens has been medically chosen to support specific health functions like your heart, your liver, your kidney health, your immune system, and your metabolism. Field of Greens is organically sourced, manufactured in the United States, and the company is headquartered in Texas. It is a supplement designed to boost the full body-mind function using whole foods. Just read the ingredient label and you will see it reads like a grocery shopping list, not a lab experiment. Field of Greens is also the only brand with a better health promise. Start using and enjoying Field of Greens and at your next doctor's visit, if your doctor doesn't say something like, wow, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up, return it for a full refund. If you keep your body healthy, your mind and spirit will follow. So get started today. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to get 15% off by going to fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And if you sign up for the monthly subscription, which you can suspend or cancel at any time, you will get an additional 10% off. That is a total of 25% off. Just go to fieldofgreens.com and use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Again, that's fieldofgreens.com, promo code BARDS. Well, Patriots, one of the great things that came out of Bards Fest was a bridge that we built with Navajo Nation. And I had a fantastic conversation today with the vice president of, he's actually the former vice president, but the vice president of Navajo Nation, Myron Lizer, this morning. And he was just, he expressed just how much they appreciated the welcoming, how humbled they were by the honesty and the hearts and people reaching out to extend an apology for all the disastrous way that they've been treated. And one of the things he and I dug into is the fact that we sit in an interesting place right now where Patriot and Christian America is now facing the same level of tyranny 
that First Nations have dealt with for the last 150 years. We're seeing our government literally turn on us the way it has turned on Native Americans regularly and broken every treaty known. And believe me, that war has not stopped. In a headline today, which is actually, it's catching up with the actual action at, at the Navajo Nation. But the fact is that the treaties that the Navajo signed in 1868 are now being violated once again by, oh, wait a minute, it's the Biden administration, of course. And what they're basically telling them is that they cannot issue any leases for oil or gas drilling on their own native lands. Navajos are already suffering more than regular America for lack of jobs and poverty and impoverishment from trying to build economic resilience and independence in their nation. And again, what the government is trying to do is to break their ability to do anything independent so that they become increasingly dependent on the the welfare state that they want to make everybody part of. So I say all these things because it's important for us to appreciate that we are now walking a path that the First Nations have already walked. They live with the, the destruction of this system. They live with perpetual alcoholism, drug addiction. They live with the perpetual kidnapping and missing children issue, and no one cares. One thing President Trump did to a great credit of him was that he set up the task force to pursue the child sex trafficking issue that was coming out of the Navajo Nation and other nations. I shouldn't just say Navajos. It was all Native American nations. And he was working to build stimulus and economic resilience within those, within those spaces. But this war isn't going to see anybody as, as a friend other than the woke culture that agrees 100% with what the government does. And that will only last as long until those people are no longer useful and then it will eradicate them. This is now the world we are in. And it's a world that we have to reflect very deeply on and one which I encourage you to pray very heavily on because we've been given an amazing gift and I and it is a gift with what came out of Bars Nation, which was an ex, a hand willing to accept a bridge building in an amazing way from the vice president of the Navajo Nation to say, yes, we can accept an apology, and yes, in the body of Christ, we can move forward together. That requires us to be a bit humble, and it requires us to also be bold enough and courageous enough to step forward and say, here's my hand, let's find a way forward. We're going to need each other. This war that is being waged upon us is stunning, and the magnitude at which they're willing to go is insane. As we prayed on last night, we have a county in Wisconsin that is trying to pass a measure that literally will allow children of any age to go there in sanctuary without their parents' approval to be medically altered into another gender. California now has passed its law that says that if you as a parent refuses to allow your child to switch gender, that CPS can come in and take your children away. There was a case that just happened like this in Great Britain, England, UK, and it's they, the mother lost her children to the state took them away to force them into transgender transition, she committed suicide. The mother did. This is the tragedy of times that we're living in, which the state knows very well what it's doing, and it's overreaching everything to try to force control to break the family in its final blow. They went after the male, the man. Now they've, they've suckered the women into a big trap, which, sorry, women, but you got suckered. Bottom line is 
You got sucked into this idea of equality and equal rights, and now they're pivoting off to put the man in a dress in your place, and you're going to rupture the family in the process and sever you from your children. That's not alarmist, and that's just a fact. Take a look at what's going on. So it is time that we start to understand that the only way we are going to accomplish what we need is to find the ways to work together. And I don't just mean like Christian America, white Christian America. I'm talking about the broad body of Christ, which has to, by necessity, bring in the wisdom and the experience of First Nations. And that's going to make some times for some serious humble pie. But you have to be willing to do it because this these people out here are just salivating on the fact that we are divided and they're moving at full force to do it. And we have to start working together. We have to start educating one another. We have to start sharing knowledge in places we haven't typically done. And we have to start strengthening that front that's facing these people to put a line in the sand to say no more. And the center point of everything needs to be the children and the elderly, because those are the ones they're going after the most. Patriots, right now, many Americans are feeling powerless. The economy isn't stable, crime continues to plague our communities, and those in charge don't seem to even care. There is something empowering about knowing that you have the skills to defend yourself, and that's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you still have a ton of practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, increase reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and more iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, including 223, so that you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus get free shipping with the offer code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, when you go to iTargetPro.com right now. Again, 10% using your promo code BARDS plus free shipping when you go to iTargetPro.com. Don't rely on the government to make you feel safe. Empower yourself with iTarget Pro. That's the letter I targetpro.com itargetpro.com offer code is bards now i want to play a couple pieces for you tonight that are not directly related to that but to kind of give you a flavor of the way our government is working and i think that it's it's very indicative of the nature of the government we have and this first piece is from garland eric whatever his name is garland the dude that's in the doj attorney attorney general Take a listen to this mumble jumble as he tries to tell you about the rule of law. So, uh, as you know, I can't talk about the particular particulars of this or any other ongoing criminal matter. As I said when I pointed uh, Mr. Smith, I did so because it underscores the Justice Department's commitment to both independence and accountability. Mr. Smith is a veteran career prosecutor. He has assembled a group of experienced and talented prosecutors and agents who share his commitment to integrity and the rule of law. I don't know what he just said other than nothing. And that's exactly what our government is doing now. It's doing everything it can to avoid telling you the truth or any information at all for that matter. Now take a listen to this same level of garbage that Ted Cruz, not from Ted Cruz, but from the FBI agent that Ted Cruz is interrogating. 
This is getting very serious. Take a listen. I'm not going to comment on any investigative matters, Senator. See, that's the problem. The FBI, and I've had this conversation with Chris Ray too, this is why you are damaging the institution. The American people have a right to know whether there is serious, credible evidence that the President of the United States took a $5 million bribe. And by the way, if it's false, Chairman Durbin just rolled his eyes. If Chairman Durbin were interested in the rule of law, we would have a hearing on these allegations. But of course, the Democrats don't want a hearing on the, these allegations. And to be clear, if the allegations are false, you know who could disprove them? Joe Biden. He could call for this to be released publicly. But the FBI is stonewalling. Would two, you agree? Two things, Senator. No sure. one's stonewalling. The 1023 you just said you refused was provided to answer the question. in response to a subpoena. Okay, the then House why'd you Oversight refuse to Committee. answer my the, question? The pertinent information is there, and I reject your assertion that the why FBI is politicized. Why did you refuse to answer my question? I just answered your question. Okay, so yes, you have a 1023. Do you have the 17 recordings, yes or no? I'm not going to get further into that. So Senator. you're stonewalling. You can't say I'm not refusing to answer your question, but I won't answer your question. I'm going to answer within the parameters that we operate in. Here. That's the problem. The FBI has right now an unlimited hubris that you believe you are unaccountable. You don't believe you're accountable to the United States Congress, and you don't believe you're accountable to the American people. And you are doing damage. The FBI is a great institution. When I go home to Texas, people ask me, should we abolish the FBI? Now, I tell them no, because you have heroes and patriots working for you that are catching child predators, that are catching terrorists. But you're sitting there happily erecting a wall to protect Joe Biden. Will you provide to this committee, not the House, the Senate Judiciary Committee, will you provide the FD-1023 and will you provide the 17 recordings so we can assess what is the evidence, the specific credible evidence that Joe Biden personally took a $5 million bribe from a foreign national? Senator, we will work with this committee, you and other members, to provide uh, the information within the parameters of the process. Will you provide the FD-1023, yes or no? I will take that back and we will work with our So you're not answering that. Will you provide the 17 recordings? We will take that back and we'll work with you. So you're not answering that either. Did you investigate in any way, shape, or form these allegations? Senator, once again, I'm not going to comment. So you're not going to say whether you did your job? We do our job to the very best of our ability. Well, not here. You're not answering a single question to the American people. And you may think this is esoteric. I promise you, millions of Americans are concerned. You know who isn't concerned? Not a single Senate Democrat. We're going to go through this whole hearing. Not one Democrat will ask a question about this. You know who else isn't concerned? The corporate media who is joining with the Democrats in covering up this evidence. If Joe Biden is innocent, the evidence should be made public and demonstrate that he's innocent. But if he is not, is it true this informant who alleged that he personally took a bribe was an informant the FBI had relied upon previously in other investigations? Yes or no? Senator, in each and every uh, investigation that we have, all the work that we do, I asked the you expectation yes or no is that every I logical asked, avenue, avenue investigation be pursued I asked you a yes or fullest. no question. Are you going to answer it? Yeah, I'm, I'm answering your question. Was the informant one you had relied on previously in other investigations, yes or no? Senator, 
We run down every piece of information. Every you're not lead. answering it then. You're refusing Objectively, to answer it. So you're refusing to answer the question. To the fullest extent possible. You're refusing to answer the question. Senator, and that's exactly in all instances. Senator, your time it's is disgraceful. It's disgraceful, Deputy De Director Abate. Disgraceful. You see where we've arrived in this government? They have absolutely no fear of the people. In fact, the FBI has such hubris. It knows this, that if you challenge them, they'll just raid your home. They'll throw you in jail. They'll create some bunked-up charges and get you arrested. It's going to take the ferocity of the American people to stand up for it and say, good, we're still going to call you out, we're still going to call you down. And one thing I'm going to be very clear, Ted Cruz has been loyal to the sense of the, of the good folks, and there are some, in the FBI, but it's too corrupted. The FBI needs to be completely dismantled and broken and spread to the wind along with the CIA and about half the other three-letter agencies. We have come to a point right now when we, the people of the United States, are waking up to the reality of what this government has always been. Hear me out. We've never been anything but this in the modern era, it, as far back as the 1800s. And what's the proof? The proof is simple. Look at what happened to the First Nations. If you think that that's a one-off, pay attention, because they will do exactly to them to us if they get the choice. What they did to First Nations, they will do to every Christian in this nation. And this is exactly where we've arrived. Our government is revealing itself as its true sense, its true nature, its true, its true face is in the world's face right now, is for the world to see. This is what, unfortunately, we as the greater part of America, who have walked around being lulled to sleep with our Walmarts and Safeways and Albertsons, the convenience and the ease of getting a zero-interest loan for a car, the new Teslas, the, the digital crap that we, we buy and all of this, we're getting lulled to sleep while the, the image that is being built, the understanding of what they want to do to us has existed around us for 150 years. It's First Nations. It's exactly what they did to them, and they're going to prepare to do for us unless we start to come together. The unity is going to be the absolute difference of success or failure. And I, I'm going to tell you that one of the things that I'm encouraged by is the willingness that I'm hearing when we simply acknowledge the failures that happen and our arrogance perhaps, definitely our naivety to what this government was doing to the First Nations people. Because we're in the same place now. And it's about time that we start to wake up and realize just how risky and how dangerous this moment is. And the thing is that the one thing I can say about First Nations is they're still here. And I say all this because here we are today and we hear people like, I don't know what's going to happen. This government's gone out of control. I can't believe it. We have, the, we have more of an ability to stand up to this than Native Americans did. And yet we're not. That's the part that I'm just scratching my head at. It's like we're heavily armed. We have God on our side. They're going after your kids. Okay, I'm just looking at the numbers here. We haven't yet seen the military deploy against the people. Hopefully that won't happen. Who knows? But I guarantee it, if they keep the recruitment going the way it is, it is going to happen because they're replacing the patriot American with the new immigrant American that's filling the ranks 
of their shortfall in recruitment. That's all by design. This garbage that they're telling you, they, oh my goodness, we're short on recruitment. It's all intentional. They've created a scenario to where now what they're doing is reaching over to the new immigrants, the illegal aliens, and offering them a fast track to citizenship in mass to fill the void so they can replace and change the military's attitude to one that doesn't understand the Constitution, has no true loyalty to the Constitution, and will obey the orders to attack its own people. Because after all, most of the people they're putting in there hate white America anyway. Not a tough one to do. Sounds dark, but it's real. And it's time again, again, to you have to continue, and we as a people have to continue to start building bridges as we wake people up. But the bigger question here is what are they really hiding? Because there's so much noise right now. They've got the Trump case going on, and, you're, and President Trump's very confident, which I'm glad because that's if you're paying attention, you shouldn't be stressed about that at all. It's just more smoke and mirrors as far as I'm concerned. It's part of this big dog and pony show we're being put in. And no, and my biggest concern that what's happening with President Trump is the precedence that they're creating. In a very bold interview, which I played here last night or the night before, he stated that this has opened the Pandora's box based on the precedents that have been created. The problem with legal precedents is once they, once they get on the books, they never go away. So I don't know what exactly they've created as a legal precedence, but it isn't going to be good because as they use it for warfare, that means someone else will use it for warfare in the future. So these are the bigger concerns we have to have for creating a single system of justice rather than this two-tier system of justice, which says if you rape kids, if you eat children, if you sacrifice kids, drink their blood after you adrenalize them, you are going to be okay in this culture. If you murder people, rape people, you're on our side. If you try to obey the law, if you get caught for a minor infraction, if you stand up for the love of country— if you definitely, if you stand up for the love of God, you're going in prison or you're getting killed. That's the system of justice we currently have. And that's the same system of justice that First Nations have lived under for 150 years. Start to see the correlation? We're all in the same pot now. And they're trying to turn this sucker up to boil fast. So we've got some groundwork to do to bring ourselves together and unite as one nation under God, truly, to stand up to this tyranny. This is a difficult time. But again, what are they hiding? And I think part of what they're hiding is in this piece right here. It's called Fed Now. You've heard me talk about it. Take a listen to this. Okay, so you got to understand the steps that are going to take place. Well, now once the Fed Now system goes in place, it's supposed to go online July 1st. That's the infrastructure that allows the CBD uh, seed to work. Now, they're saying the cover story, if you Google what that is, it says it's a payment processing, point-to-point so it's instantaneous. That's all bullshit. That's the cover story. Because if they told you this is the infrastructure for what's going to make you a slave from now on, nobody would go for it. Like they would revolt. So they have to put a cover story out about what it is so that they'll, you'll allow it to go in place. So just know that that story is bull. Once that's in place, you'll watch the market start to decline because now they're set up and they need to crash the markets, cut off the supply of money, which is already happening in other countries. If you've not seen the videos, because they only last a few minutes when people post them before they take them down, of the riots going on and the banks being burnt to the ground in other countries right now, because they've already seized their money. They've got a total blackout on it in the media. There can be no mercy for these people right now, not the ones that are behind this stuff. 
We've already seen enough calling out of those that have been victims, those that are perhaps naive and have kind of come to their senses or at least stepped off the playing field. But the ones that are behind this and the ones that are continuing to abide by these draconian measures, they're all complicit in this organized effort to enslave humanity. And the problem is there's a mass amount of people that still are so dumb and so retarded and so self-consumed that they're going to go along with this garbage and try to sell it to you. Or they're going to tell you things like, it's impossible to stop. You can't stop it. Yeah, we can stop it. It's by choice that we stop it. And it means it's just a little bit of a rough walk. But it's by our faith and it's by our decisions that we make that changes this game. We just can't get lazy and sloppy anymore. One thing we absolutely have to be is ruthless and savage with our approach to exposing the truth and, tight, and tightening up this pressure on these people. Now, Todd Collender, who I've had on the show before, is working the positions to move forward the Nuremberg 2.0 trials. He's serious about it. And there are others up here that are equally serious about it. All this information that we continue to push forward, this is ultimately towards a, an information point where we achieve Nuremberg 2.0. And that means Nuremberg 2.0, to have it work, has to be from federal to local city. And when I have said this all along, that when we start to see the trials occur in a local county where your local physician in the hospital who is pushing these vaxes is being held accountable for crimes against humanity or your kindergarten teacher who is getting kids vaxxed without their parents' approval at school is being held against crimes against humanity or that transgender pedophile freak that was helping kids cross-dress in classrooms without their parents' approval and then persuading them to be gender converted is held for crimes against humanity. When we start to get to that point, and I believe we will get there as long as we maintain the momentum, then we're talking the level of accountability that will change this culture. But we all have to get to the place of understanding that we have to be accountable and we have to be morally based. That has to happen. I want you to hear this piece. Ivan Ranklin is, has been on the program before. I'll get him on again. Uh, he and I talk probably a couple times a week. This piece is savage, and I love him so much for doing this. Take a listen to this. Hey, Dr. Walensky. Ivan Raplin. I really look forward to you testifying about your involvement in murdering 38,000 Americans. Due to the jab. He caught her going into the congressional hearing today, filmed it while he was in Congress, telling her that he was excited to hear her testify on her involvement in killing 38,000 Americans, and he titled it Nuremberg 2.0. This is what we need. Everybody's got to be this savage. And it has to continue and it has to grow. We can't put up with any more wishy-washy. There's no, there's no lukewarm here. It's time for people to stand up, to be authoritative, to be firm on their faith. I'm telling you. And it's, it's going to take that anchoring in faith to do it. I think this is the part to really appreciate, that when we step within the kingdom authority that we have and we're relying on the Holy Spirit, trust me, there's no fear there. You're led and you do, and you get into these people's face without any sort of hesitation. It has to happen. 
We have got to expose these people more and to put pressure on them more to have them understand that the hammer's coming. There's not even they they're so arrogant that they think they their hubris is so much that they believe that they can get through with this. And I'll answer that in two ways. One, the nation is a nation built on we the people. We will, in the end, hold every one of them accountable. And I have committed to you here, and I will ensure you that it will happen, that there will be a new generation of Nazi hunters, and we will track every single one of these people down and bring them to justice, period. And it will not be something that will be done in one lifetime. It will be done in multiple generations. The other part of this is our father is not going to stand by and let the children be destroyed. So it's important that we understand that we have an accountability to father to do the right thing here and to be leaning into this. And that means both in the way that we push into truth, and that means also, as we talked about last night and in both shows, the authoritative and offensive attack using our tools of warfare, which is prayer, and our authorities given to us, to pray against and break these strongholds. This is one action that absolutely has to happen. And it has to happen daily. And I really say this, I hope you do not hesitate here. Because if you're going to be one that kind of pulls back and says, yeah, that was a cool idea, and then just kind of forget about it and go along with your day, digging in the garden, playing with your, your making stuff at home or going to work in your cubicle or whatever you do. And you're like, yeah, that's cool. I enjoyed listening to Bards FM last night. Kind of a cool idea. I'm not telling you this for my good health. I'm telling you this literally where kingdom is positioned. We have authorities that we need to be praying into. This is a time right now that everybody better be digging in, finding their prayer teams and start getting aggressive with your prayers and praying into these strongholds and calling for justice from Father and using our authorities to do it and start breaking this stuff down. And it has to happen a lot more than just what we do on this show because I'm happy to lead it every day, but it has to happen more than that. Three, 2,000 times, 2,000 times is what it takes to build muscle memory. So if you're carrying your pistol and you're drawing and shooting, it's going to take 2,000 times of a focused action to build the muscle memory. That means you're going to have to pray into this 2,000 times before we start to get the muscle memory and, in effect, get linked in with kingdom to have the full, to begin to get the full powers and authorities of what we have. Let's break that down into simple senses. That's 10 times a day doing focused prayer warfare, 30 times a month, which is 300 times, times 10 months. That's a lot. That's a commitment. That's the type of commitment we're talking about to train and discipline an army. And this is the center point of this warfare. So it is absolutely essential that what we do here, you replicate outside more, a lot more. And do so with the prayer teams that you build. And they need to be decentralized because that's really the vision of how we break this thing. Because this, these strongholds have been built based on predictable models of humanity. Sheep. They're good ones. Sheep. Wonderful. So many. They do one thing and the, the sheep walk off the cliff. You're like, hey, that was easy. Hey, how about this? How about if we tell them there's a pandemic? Then what? Oh, just give them a second. They'll all agree to roll up their sleeve. I mean, that's literally what's happened. 
How about if we uh, smother them with a mask and have them rebreathe their same air so they get sicker by the moment? Yeah, you think they'll do it? Oh, we just have to tell them it's a pandemic. This is part of their cult, and it's part of what they call their pharmakia because they put these these curses on and covens or whatever the heck they do. And it essentially blinds people to truth because people don't have a strong position in faith. They're not activated within the Holy Spirit. They don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. This is time to get on fire with the Lord. This is time to get on fire against this enemy. And and don't even think for a second you don't have authority over him. Don't even think for a second that it's like, I don't know what to do. I'll tell you what to do. Pray into it. Break the stronghold. Ask Father for justice. Ask, tell the, tell the demons related to this that you're going to bind them and send them to hell with the only words that they can say is Jesus is Lord. Bind these people to truth. Whatever it takes, be creative. What's the worst possible thing you're going to get? Father's going to be like, okay, can't do that one. Okay, Father, tell me what I can do because I'm in this thing. We're, this is this is our authorities. We have been given authorities to step on snakes and scorpions and authority over all dominion of evil. Well, what's that look like? And that begins with us using the one thing that we have every day, prayer. And from that, we build our actions. So we have prayer as one critical action, which is where two or three are gathered as, or just add to that, as many as you can put on your on your call list. In this day and age, I just had this conversation earlier today with Pastor Travis Graham down in Thomaston, Georgia. And we were just saying how, and he's, he's really pushing. It's just interesting because I brought this up and he says, you know, you're, what you're talking about, he says, is actually I'm beginning my sermon series on it next week. Or he said in two weeks, he said, which is small group prayers, prayer groups, small groups, the necessity to have small groups. This is where we have to get to. We've got to get down to where we have this is kind of like our huddle here. And then each of you takes the initiative to build small prayer teams. Consider it like assault teams or breach teams. Three-man fire teams, five-man squads, 12-man operational teams, whatever you're comfortable with. In this day and age, we've got such an easy way to create call chains. You can do a three-way call with simply calling one and bridging in the other. You can use a dozen different apps to create a quick collect call, collective call, and you can do prayer calls. There's freeconferencecall.com as an example. is a place you can set up an account and you can have a free conference call number to yourself and that group, every time you hit a 911 to your text group, they can all dial in, put like, I would probably do G11, God 11, let's go, baby. Fire up the prayers and get everybody to dial in and start focusing on this and do the prayer warfare against stuff. This is, we have to be doing this. This isn't even like, oh, I wonder if it's a good idea. I wonder if I should take that to prayer. I'm, take it to prayer. I guarantee you, you're going to get the same thing back I've been getting all day. And this is something we've never tested fully. It's not even, it's, it's the authorities, and this is exactly how we have to be working. It is so easy to do. Everybody has a cell phone. If you don't, I'm going to shake your hand. But anyway, I don't know how you'd be online right now anyway. But I, I'm still going to shake your hand because that, that'd be a miracle in itself at this moment in time. Everyone's got a cell phone, even if it's a flip phone. Everyone's got a cell phone. 
And if you don't, you probably have an iPad or you have something else that you can communicate through. You get something that comes up, like some issue with kids, right? Or even like what Ted Cruz is doing today. You come across this piece, you're watching, you happen to be watching C-SPAN, you see the live feed of Ted Cruz, man, nail it. Call it G11. Everybody gets on there, you're three, five, ten people, twelve people, whatever. It's like, all right, folks, we gotta pray against the FBI. We're gonna break that stronghold. Pray hard, pray hard, and start calling for justice. Call start calling for the 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 binding of to truth. Start breaking down these strongholds in any way you can. And start creating siege warfare in an asymmetric style with prayer. This is how we're gonna do it. Well, anyway. That's Bard's talking here. So take it for what it's worth. I'm telling you, I'm speaking from the heart. And I don't take this lightly. Consider me, when I, me saying this, okay? If you've been following me for what has been now four years, so when I started was in May of 2019. And from where I started to where I am, and I've talked about information warfare, we talked about guerrilla information operations, We've talked about all sorts of stuff, and four years later, I'm telling you that the lead effort, the main line of effort here that we have going forward in the foreseeable future until such things shift, that your main effort, the point of the spear effort, is spiritual warfare. Prayer, casting out demons, breaking down strongholds, interceding into events and praying into it, asking God for justice, declaring our authorities. That's a big shift because the reality of the war has shifted and we've become more aware of it. But one thing has been consistent in this channel since the very beginning, in this program since the very beginning, is we are at war. And it's only getting worse. And the attacks that are coming on the children are just off the register, man. And if we aren't at least using our authorities to pray into it and asking for the angelic forces to step in, asking for the intervention of God's hand of justice, we're missing the whole point. From there, are there other actions? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that first action always begins with sharing the truth. So we've got in our primary things that Christ told us we should be doing anyway, which is share the gospel. Share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the foundation of truth. We share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Get yourself armed with scriptures. When you talk about child pedophilia, get yourself armed with scriptures. Go at war. Go to war with scripture. Literally, if you're going to go speak at the school board, quote the thing about children and mutilating children or, or uh, abusing children, harming the little ones, and make the mention of millstones. You read it from Scripture. They can't. What are they going to do? Like that's very, very un, un, un nice of you. I'm sorry. God said it right here. Sorry if you don't like what God said, but you're held accountable to Him. Anything else you'd like me to say today? Because I'll just find another Scripture for you to remind you what a turd you are, and that ultimately the Holy Spirit's coming to to work through us, and you're going to be held accountable before the Father and before the throne, and you're going to be cast into the sea with a millstone. I, not my problem. I was the watcher on the wall. There's no blood on my hands. I'm telling you where it's at. That's our authorities. And these authorities have to be 
used over and over. You've heard me say this many times. If there's one thing that's been missing in this war, and it's with any engagement, whether it's at the city council, whether it's the mayor engagement, whether it's engagements at, at school boards, it's not that it's been void because there are great examples of this, but as an overall issue, the one thing that has been missing has been the reference to Scripture and the, the declarations made through God's Word. Folks, this is how we win in the fundamental issue. At least this is how we pivot the battlefield. We're far from winning this. And I'm sure as heck not sitting around twiddling my thumbs going, oh, gee, God, nice day. Uh, when are you coming to fix it for us? Because I think today, you know, I'm just going to tootle away in the garden and uh, have some nice little kind thoughts. And uh, I think I'll do that tomorrow too. And maybe on Saturday, I'll decide to get some, a little bit of, I'll dip my toe in a little bit of spiritual warfare. Like, oops, that was a little too warm. Sorry, don't want to do that. I think I'll continue doing my nice stuff. I'm not doing that. There's no way. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to be held accountable for everything I say Breathe, do, think, everything. And it's time for us to lean in hard. All of us can make an effect. Gideon's army was 300. We just enacted, reenacted Gideon's breaking of pots. I don't care if you were online or whether you were here with us, present. That power should settle into everybody to realize the magnitude of that event. So I'm calling everybody. And I'm asking everybody kindly, kind of, kind of forcefully, probably a little bit. I might do that once in a while. Don't worry. If, you're, if, I, if I triggered your emotions, then, uh, okay, you'll get over it. Anyway, don't get triggered. Get real. Organize. Break into small groups. Develop prayer teams. Seriously, there's tons of people in Bars Nation that want to do this. Get serious about it. Make it a regular action. Remember, as we move through life and as we move through our day, opportunities arise. And as opportunities arise, we need to quickly assemble the assault team. Just consider yourself, that's the easiest way to do it. Like, get, make yourself a patch. Give your team an identity. You think God's going to mind? It's like, oh, check that out. That's pretty cool. I've got a hundred different teams here out here with their different identities that are all out here waging spiritual war with prayer. I think that's pretty cool. I'll bet you, I'll bet you Father would like to join you in every single one of them. Heck, I mean, when I told you I did that when I first did my open carry sermon, I was praying to Father. I'm like, Father, what is this me or you? And he says, Well, you tell me. Is it about the gun or is it about me? I said, It's about you. He says, Well, then let's go have some fun. I'm like, well, that sounds pretty good. I like that. Let's go have some fun. Invite Father in. Have, have him take a seat at the table with you. Man, I'll tell you, wage some spiritual war and get into it. You are literally the front line of assault. Put your heart into it. Put your soul into it. And with it, watch things change. That's the biggest part. Watch things change. So build the prayer teams, build bridges. Remember, at the end of this thing, we have got to make a position, we have to bring ourselves to the position that First Nations and Last Nations are working together. 
that begins with baby steps. You saw more than a baby step. You saw a giant step happen at Bard's Fest. And for those of you that didn't see it, you'll find it in the part two of Friday night, of Friday's videos on YouTube. You can visually watch it as I am deeply honored and blessed at the end of Vice President Myron Lizer's speech when he hands over and presents me with his personal necklace, his native necklace. He gives that to me as a gift, humbled beyond words. That is such a massive thing that we've seen there, what we've witnessed. And all it took was some, all of us to listen, to extend a hand of grace, and to offer an apology. How big a deal is that? It's a big deal, but what I'm saying is how, how hard is that to do? No. shouldn't be hard at all, other than it takes some humility. And in the meantime, we, have, we need to come together and pray in teams. And if you can reach into somebody in First Nations to do that with you, do it. Let's do this thing. Let's start bringing the wisdom of old and new together. And let's break these strongholds and cripple this enemy. I'm on fire right now for Jesus, if that doesn't show. And I'm on fire in this war with spiritual warfare because I'm going to do everything I can personally and to lead this group here as massively as we can to break every stronghold, to start healing every person that's sick. In my mind, everything is possible. No one's going to tell me no. The first person that says you can't do that, I'm going to be like, okay, here's your option. You can either leave or you can sit down, shut up, and learn what the Holy Spirit's capable of doing. But either way, you got to make a choice. And that's the way we all have to be. It is time for us to assume the position of those, of the children, the sons and daughters of the Most High, to step into that royalty and act like it. And guess what? In the beginning, you're going to be like, well, I'm not seeing a lot of results. Okay, keep going. It's like the beginning on the climbing a mountain. You start to go down a little ways. You're like, well, that was kind of hard. It looks like the mountain's just as tall as it was before. Well, maybe. Keep walking. And as you keep walking, you start climbing. And as you get keep climbing, you get up near the top. And pretty soon you look around and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm sitting on top of the mountain. That's it. So let's light it up. This country right now, our children, our elderly, those people that have been victimized by the vax, they need heroes. They need salvation. They need people to heal them. They need the remnant. And that's us. And I'll step in gladly to that role and do all I can for anybody else in the kingdom and God's children because that's the role we've been called to do. Let's pray. Father, we're humbled as we reflect just amazingly on where you have placed us in this time. And so, Father, right now we're just praying for courage of the heart, courage in the heart to step in and be bold, courage of the heart to literally be savage against this enemy, not with violence, but with truth and with Scripture and with your word and with our prayers to not hesitate in any way, to be inspired to bring together small assault teams of prayer. And Father, we ask for your blessings on this. 
that as we step into these places, we just feel the anointment of the Holy Spirit, feel the encouragement of of the hands of Jesus just pushing us forward to say, pray on, soldier, pray on. Give us the words, Father, that we need as we speak into breaking the strongholds, casting out those demons, breaking the shackles that bind and enslave, helping us raise up others as we free ourselves and help others to be free. As we share the gospel, as we speak against evil with the words of the gospel, to strike down evil and to put shivers in its spine, if it has one. And to literally lead the fight here, Father, as we push in with the word, our love, our passion for Christ, our passion for you, Father, we just ask that you embolden our hearts in such an amazing way that when people hear the prayers that we say, when the demons hear the prayers that we speak, the demons shudder and the people weep, knowing that the true sense of the Holy Spirit flows through us in such an amazing way. Guide us in this hour. Bless us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Such a great time to be alive. We're, we're called to pray. That's just it. And however you look at that, pray. If, if you don't like being on an assault team, okay, pray. Now we got one more prayer to do tonight. And this one's, this one's an application prayer, meaning we're praying to have somebody healed tonight. And it's Duncan. There's a couple things. I love Duncan to death. And he works hard. The problem is he doesn't take care of himself. And I'm being blunt here. I love him, but I've told him this. He knows this is not new. And he admits it. He doesn't sleep well. And Duncan busted his tail. So did the Conley. We're going to pray for him too. Jim Conley. They both busted their tail at Bars Fest. Like everybody else, I'm not excluding anybody, but these two really busted their tail. They drove round the clock to get to Bards Fest, had one night of good sleep, then started the next day early, and they just they worked steadily all the way through. Well, Duncan had to go to the hospital tonight. Jim's not feeling well. I just talked to him before the show. Duncan had to go to the ER. I'm hoping all it is is just an IV. He seems to be dehydrated. But we need to pray for more than just healing. We need to pray for a spiritual calming so that Duncan can rest. He's got a wedding, and I'm and he better arrive to it. I'm going to have to go find him. I'll literally tell Duncan this. I already told Conley this. If, if <laughs> I told Dun- I'll tell Duncan, dude, I don't want to have to raise the dead and then bring you back to your wedding. You better be alive getting there. It's just the way it is. So, let's pray for Duncan. Father God, we're, we're just declaring our authorities of, that's given to us to heal the sick. And one person who's just very special to us tonight is Duncan. And he's, he's just feeling so ill and so off. And Father, I'm, I'm putting this prayer forward here in just such honesty and candidity and candidness. First, we just pray for Duncan to heal to heal mightily within the Holy Spirit, to be restored to his full energy and whatever is ailing him, and hopefully it's nothing more than just fatigue and dehydration. 
but whatever it is, just to have him restored fully to his full capacities. Father, we also are just praying for a calmness to settle in on his spirit and his soul, to allow him to sleep and refresh and rebuild. He's a passionate, passionate person, and he carries a lot of weight on his shoulders. And he is working so much in so many different angles, from taking care of his mother to getting things ready for a new life with Raina. And we're just praying for absolute blessings over him, that the resources he needs are fulfilled, but that with this, he also gets another blessing, a blessing of just ability to sleep and relax and to heal and to refresh. So, Father, in this time, I just... I just hope that this time is by your design in your hand to slow him down a little bit. Not forever, but just a bit. To recoup, to refresh, to be rejuvenated. Let him fill with let him be filled with the Holy Spirit. And let him awaken quickly from this visitation to the hospital. To get up, to feel refreshed and fulfilled. And then to be able to feel that fullness of the Holy Spirit, to allow him to continue to refresh himself nightly, not like every three nights, but to sleep regularly. Such an important piece. And our prayers are there for him. And for Jim Conley tonight, we're just praying for him, knowing very well that Jim has been not feeling well this evening. And so it's, again, I just likely a lot of work and unbelievable hours they put in creating one of the most amazing part of the events of Bars Fest, which was delivering food to over 250 people twice a day. Just pray for Jim. Pray of his healing and his refreshing restoration. And just for both of them, Duncan and Conley, to be quickly revived and restored back to the perfection of kingdom and the blessings that that, that brings. Thank you, Father. And Jesus, we pray that you just bless them with your touch and with and that the blood just flows over them to restore them fully. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, good people. Really good people. And we're going to do some more prayers in the next hour. Okay. So like I said, I'm doing the back-to-back shows tonight. So we're going to do the Next show here in a few minutes. So until then or until the next time, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots. I'm going to keep the show rolling for Fishers of Men. We're not going to leave. We're going to do the outro for those of you that are sitting and need to go get another cup of coffee, need to go do a potty break. This is the time. And then we're kicking it back up right after the outro music. So buckle up. Here we go. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty.
every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this, this case was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray, we stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. 
We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.